Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. And on this podcast, we're a couple of birthday boys. Just two birthday boys hanging out. Fucking July birthdays. We recorded last week, right the day before your birthday. And you celebrate the day after. Tell me about that in a second. And then right off the bat, just wanted before I forget, because I will forget some programming notes. Next week is my birthday. And we are going to be off for that fact. Yeah, he made that announcement very fast. And and we talked about it off mic. Um, Like not, not five minutes ago. Yeah, not five minutes ago, probably six minutes ago, but (laughs) (laughs) I meant less than five, but okay. Yeah, but probably six. But anyway, um, we um, yeah, so we're just going to be taking a small break for Jesus' birthday uh, just because we don't like each other anymore. And uh, Uh, (laughs) we talked about that off mic about seven minutes ago. (laughs) No, um, but uh, anyway, what are you what are your plans for your birthday juice so you are going to be familiar with these plans because it's well, the same well it's not the exact same what we did at our my bachelor party but it's one of the stops we're going to i play oh, i play so great it is great i feel like it's like dave and busters but a little bigger and like less kids yeah, definitely. Maybe, less, it's just, less maybe it's just whenever I go uh, on like certain things, I, I don't really see a lot of kids there. Like it's definitely the kind of place where like, yeah, stuff for kids, stuff for adults. Like similar to Dave and Buster's like you can have a fucking adult arcade. You can have beer. You can do whatever you can do. A that, lot of Coke off of strippers titties. Yeah, it's amazing. I was they have that just like ready for I you. Play. You um, were, dude, that speed of light game was like. Gotcha. Gotcha. Got me every time. I'm telling you, every time I play that game, it. I played it yesterday, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I went to I went to this place it. called uh, Main Event in in Texas with my with my family, and um, and I saw it, and uh, and uh, Oliver, <clears throat> my son, was just like, "Dad, are you gonna play?" And I was like, "I just spent sixty two dollars on both these cards, and it's all going to me. Sorry." And uh, I just put him <laughs> in the corner, and I made him watch me get mid scores the entire time. Um, no, I, but man, I, I, I'm doing it this time. I was like, okay, I'm doing okay. Like, you know, easy 520, 525, no big deal. You know, it's just the mid range. It's just the mid range of it. But I remember thinking back at your bachelor party being just slightly sobered up from uh, throwing up Merlot in the parking lot. <laughs> The most purple throw up I've ever it was seen. So amazing, and you know it's so <laughs> it's fun. like the context of it makes me like the more I think about it as I go on, it's pretty cringe. But it is very funny the idea that parents are walking with their kids out of the I play at four in the afternoon, watching <laughs> this man throw up what looks like blood on the ground of the I play as they just came out with their stuffed animals that they won <laughs> from their tickets. I mean, like, it's insane. And I, I would love to know what was going on in that man's head and the kid's head as well. Cause like, 
I think he may have given us a look, but he also didn't say anything and didn't like have the fucking like Karen reaction and be like, well, I need probably, to tell the fucking manager what's going on here. He, he just probably, probably should have like, shook my hand. Happened in <laughs> he probably should have shook my hand. What a bad choice that was, huh? What a bad, bad choice you that was. We did. I can't like, even remember what. Oh, that's no. From uh, movies where you're like but, crying and be like, I love you. Hey, man, shut the fuck up. No, <laughs> uh, no uh, it, that's true. But I just remember thinking of that that day, like, this is really cool. I'm very happy about, like, you know, being here and stuff like that. But I was drunk in the car uh, going to the first, the axe throwing place, because we did the fucking, the, the, the elephant, the pink elephant, the delirium tremens. Uh, yeah uh beer at the airbnb we were staying at we had like i had two of those i had two of those at the house and i i was like well let me drink it fast because just like 12 percent abv or something like it's not like a a light beer regardless i remember being there like at when we showed up at the axe place i was really you know we were talking about you and everything that was going on and then we got to the axe place our story yeah and then and then you were just like I'm going to drink Merlot. And then I was like, yeah, beer and Merlot. Oh yeah. Sign me oh, up. Yeah. Dude, it was so bad. I th- throwing up in that, yeah. Threw up all over myself. Uh, my favorite pictures from that is my friend, James, who I've talked to. I know about a few times. is like my friend who's like, uh, like most boxing. of my friends don't like combat sports. This guy likes combat sports, but only boxing. He's yeah. like, like sometimes if there's no boxing card and he wants to come out, he'll text me like, is there an MMA card going on? You want to watch or whatever? But like, he will also not really like, he'll feel like he's forced to be there. He'll talk about like how boxing is better the whole time. Yeah. That's what I like. Not really, but like you can tell he feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like only boxing. But anyway, like he was there and, <laughs> and there's one point where he's like, he was one of the sober ones. He might have done some shots with us at iPlay or something, but like he wasn't really, you yeah. know, drinking. Actually, that may or may not be true. I'm not sure. But because Stephen was our DD, which was funny. He to sure me. was. Yeah. Um, Stephen of of the Dana White episode of the Halderhead review that we did recently. As people know, yeah. Uh, as people may know him from. And but James was like, there's this picture of you like leaning on his like shoulder or whatever as he's got his arm around you and just being like i think we're at the 7-eleven too like getting some snacks after we're like trying to make sure that we had some food in our systems or whatever and you were just like this is the yeah. best night yeah it was pretty <laughs> I mean, hey, like, like i don't know you yeah <laughs> at the end of the day it was a pretty good night so yeah um but anyway, but, uh, we're, we're going there for my birthday t cross is coming out oh great um, and some some people from work this is like the first time i've ever wanted to hang out with people from work like yeah. normally people where i work with are like either like not in my age group and if they are i'm like i fucking hate you right. <laughs> i'm gonna hate this place like it doesn't matter if we like, <laughs> right. like i've got i usually get along with most people but like if i hate the job i'm like i don't want to hang out with you outside of work never but like yeah. i like my job and i like the company and so i like these people and i'm like you guys want to come up for my birthday and a few people actually said yes man dude our california room is pretty good the more i think about it, how many like ufc things we did I forgot how many people were at the Maymac thing we were we were doing too, at Kayla's dad's house. Oh, I thought you meant the press tour that we went to. No, the press tour was great. Meeting Ariel Hawani was really cool. That yeah. was that was really cool. But but no, I meant the Maymac like go, like the the screening the 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 screening the, the the viewing party that we did at Kayla's dad's on the wall and everything. 
I forgot how many people were there. I literally forgot. Your dad was, was there. Yeah, I know like, my dad was, and mom was, were there. there. Mom and dad were there visiting from LA. Like they were, I know. Like his brother was there. Alvard showed up. Like so, so many people were there for just a hot second. You guys were there for pretty much the entire time. It was a good, good time. But anyways, you know, it's also a good time. Another segue into <laughs> last night's fights. We got to get moving on. You just got through off mic telling me this card was like painfully mid. You're like, you know what's great? Well, I mean, we got to get through it and I got to pretend like I liked them. Mm. I was paying attention to my family most of the time. So uh, I saw some guy punching someone. Yeah, these these random like Apex cards that I can't watch live that I have to like recap the next day are always like, like I watched the main event pretty intently and the yeah. other ones that were just like on. I was like, yeah, like I, I was kind of interested in the uh, Silva D'Andraji fight and, and, and Said Nurmagomedov because I am like a fucking skeptic when it comes to like believing in Said Nurmagomedov. Like other, like Nurmagomedovs that aren't Khabib, I'm like, Hmm. Mm, yeah. How much? Yeah. How much pressure? Like, can I'm you, like yeah, floating on the train. I'm like, mm-mm. and like pe- people were were discounting like Douglas De Silva de Young Judge. I'm like, guys, he's fucking like 26 and four or something. Like he's got a pretty damn good record. Yeah. The and- only <clears throat> the only fight that really made me like pay attention was the Michael Johnson Jamie Malarkey fight. Like it right, made yeah, me that, watch that fight it. Was I, I, as I was well. like, I was like casually yes. watching it. I was playing a game. And then I started losing the game because I was watching that fight because I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. I mean, like uh, they were they were slanging and banging, which was great. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to talk about uh, one singular prelim, which is uh, David. Singular sensation. Yeah. Oh, Onoma. (laughs) Onama. Onoma. Onama. And uh, Garrett Armfield. Um, Good performance by the Ugandan uh, Ugandan fighter. softest spoken voice on the planet earth i kid you not yep. very very soft spoken uh i can't wait for that guy to, to do way more interviews after this but also my favorite thing well uh because i was texting Dave a little bit while this was going on was um was uh bisping uh winging it completely at one point and just goes uh when would you like to fight next like he <laughs> d- d- didn't have just back pocket question he's like i always got that one in the back pocket it was really funny but um like uh, he forgot his fucking script the best <sighs> bisping interview in terms of like you could tell he didn't want to do it and like didn't know what to say to like be professional was the fucking Ilya taporia one when it, like he's like talking all this shit about patty like he was like oh what what would you like next or, or, or no no he goes like tell us about this fight how what did you think about the finish talk to the finish and he was like there's one guy i want to fight his name is paddy fucking beach and it just goes off on paddy for like five minutes and business was like okay clearly that's what you want next what about the fight though when i asked <laughs> <laughs> like, I like, no. hey man like what what's going what's going on with the ufc like just being like oh yeah just one co- one color commentary and one um uh i mean <clears throat> the three-man booth wasn't like a staple until a few years ago well like, has it always been two people? not counting the four times yeah like when, when we started watching it was rogan and goldberg and that's how it was for years and like sometimes like kenny mm. florian and anik would do the fight nights and you would have like dan hardy and john gooden do the overseas and like it wasn't really until like i want to say like ufc 
Well, I definitely remember UFC 217 having like DC Rogan and Anik and being like, yo. Yeah, this that's is like, it felt like after that. But before that, I know they definitely played around. And they've always had like, sometimes they'll have like, they used to have, like back in the early days, they used to have Eddie Bravo on like, sort of like in between rounds to talk about I have a, the scoring. I have a question for you that's not on the form. Uh, <laughs> oh, just going to okay. throw the question out here. because I was The form questions about, are for you also. So Yeah, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to ask. Who do you think is the next fighter that's going to get on the commentary desk that is that is supposed to be Lorisenko or um Oh dude. But who do you think is going to get cuz cuz uh, obviously Anthony Smith. You think he's going to get down there? He does a good job on the desk. Okay. And I would I would imagine that he probably has commentary aspirations and then at some point like if they need a like they already like know they can count on him for like short notice stuff in general. So I have a feeling that they would like Wanaka or Michael Chiesa as well as another one like same thing and like I know for a fact like Michael Chiesa has done commentary before not on the UFC but he commented a Venator FC card in Italy uh, one time because he's like Italian right now our commentators for UFC specifically on the side uh, that were fighters previously is Paul Michael uh, DC both DCs yeah That's it, right? We do. We, what's uh, what's yeah, the other there's another one? I'm going to feel bad because I think that is pretty much. But that, the but that gets, but that actually gets on the on the live commentary. Yeah, like on the side of the cage, ringside. Yeah, no, yeah, commentary, side. not analyst commentary. Yeah, yeah, cage, cage side. That's yeah, it, right? That's, and that's and then just uh, Fitzy and. Uh, um, yeah, well, now, now that Dan Hardy is canned because he was a former fighter, obviously. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Fitzy and uh, and uh, Anik. Anyway, interesting. Yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm very curious as to when that rotation is gonna, gonna change up because I don't really technically count Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan's kind of like a weird anomaly that's been there the entire time. But anyway, how awkward was it that he was like in attendance at the fight nights in Austin, but not on the on the booth because it wasn't a pay per view? I think, yeah, I think his like agreement changed or whatever. Now he does pay per views, but like, I think that was more of like convenience. Yeah, probably. Like, if if it's in your fucking hometown anyway, and like you're watching, maybe he just wanted to be a fan. Probably want him. I mean, I it was fine, but also like, how is he not getting mobbed by everyone? There was a ton of security around him. Yeah, maybe that would make sense to me. But anyways, uh, moving on to these banger cards, but uh, banger card fight. Uh, <laughs> this banger fight, uh, David uh, just was a great. Um, I mean, he already beat uh, Garrett Armfield before this point. So, in I think maybe like two years ago, two three years ago, maybe. Uh, so. Really? That was yeah. I think I think they had already fought before this point, uh, in some some other league. But uh, yeah, I mean, he did a great job. I can't wait to see him fight again. Uh, I'm tr- really trying to look at the prelims. Like, well, I heard the um, what fight was it? The <clears throat> the Inzechiku versus Carl Roberts Roberson fight was was pretty interesting, and like. Interesting in kind of a sad way because like T Cross um, has someone before that he's trained with Carl. He's like such a nice guy, um, and uh, like you know I like to support the New Jersey guys usually. But like I had a feeling it was making picks. I was like, I was like, even though I like to pick with my heart, like I can't in good conscience think that Carl Robertson is going to win this fight. Like he, he's not going to win this fight. It is, you know, this is Kennedy and Dutchko all day. Like. Kennedy's more of a striker and I thought just like the reach and everything was going to be a problem and like the size because like Carl Robinson's fought at 85 there's no fucking way and Zetsuko could make 85 he could be a uh, heavyweight um, mm-hmm. which everyone at 205 could essentially be a heavyweight just not go weight but um, what's it called 
I was texting T Cross. I was at Kate's show, not able to watch the fights, and he was like, "Yo, are you watching?" I was like, "No." How bad is it with Carl Roberson? Because I just seen a tweet where like, I think it was, uh, I think his name is Shaq or Sh- no, it's not Shaq. It's it's he's a journalist, but uh-huh. he he was on Fernando's show one time. Nice guy. Um, he had a tweet where he's like, Carl Roberson just told his corner he's shot after the first round. First round, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, damn. Like, <clears throat> I mean, it felt pretty one-sided, um, you know, uh, for for that for almost that whole entire fight. So it was just a matter of time before he got that um, um, got that uh, KO. Yeah, yeah, and like that, not surprising, right? Although I think I picked Roberson, but anyway. Uh, all right, so moving on to the uh, to the main card with our fight of the night. Uh, speaking of fight of the night, I think we have an announcement. Uh, yes, courtesy of T Cross. Cur- courtesy of T Cross, he was texting me. He was like, "Yo, what about for the fight pick? If there was like a bonus if someone picks the fight of the night?" And like first, I didn't understand when he like when I clarified, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty dope, actually." And Leo and I were talking about. It. I think it's a good idea. So. Now, now for the fight pick league, which just kicked off this card last night, was the first fight card of the of the season, and it goes to the end of the year, so we got plenty more time mm-hmm. uh, to do to do this. Um, when you make your picks, and this is only for patrons, by the way, so uh, patrons, <laughs> patrons on patrons, our Patreon. Yeah. So if you're not a patron, you're confused. This is why. But for just one dollar, <clears throat> you could join up to be a part of the fight pick league and just kind of participate in that. Um, basically you make your picks and when you make your picks before the fight obviously that's when the deadline is the deadline is when the main card starts not the main card the prelims because we're mm-hmm. doing the whole card um the you pick the fight of the night and I'm, i haven't figured out how i want people to like say that point yeah um but you if can you probably correctly do, probably predict what the fight yeah i was just gonna think an asterisk or something like that if you correctly predict what the fight of the night is going to be then it's an extra, we'll do an extra 15 point bonus. Yep. So it adds a little bit of extra stakes. Uh, and, you know, it could be anything, which I, is, it's another element of, it's the, it's my favorite element of the UFC, which is that it doesn't make any sense. I saw, I saw someone um, uh, talking about betting on, on Twitter and how, you know, they're, they, I don't know, they were talking about how they're having bad luck and they don't understand. And I was like, it's a it's fighting i don't like i don't get it like I, when if the odds aren't over a certain number uh i would say if anything's not over 200 like between anything below 200 don't bet like on on both ends of the like spectrum like don't you don't know how mm. this thing is gonna go. i don't know it's just very weird that they're like how can i get it right it's like i don't know man <laughs> Like you can do Maybe as much research as you get can, right but... is they can join up the fucking Patreon for one dollar, yeah, and check out some of the people's picks who have great picking history. Exactly, that's the that's the best Dave way. But L, even that, but even Crons, that is you know that two, feels, you know, it, we don't know. You know, we yeah. really, we really, really don't know what these people. I mean, you know, who who would have thought that. Um, and Ganu was gonna start, uh, gra- uh, what do you call it, doing jujitsu on the ground? Sirogan. Yeah, wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Nobody. So nobody. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Is that part of your game plan?" Nobody knows. Come on. I, I could have put I could have put a million dollars down. I said, you know what, a million to one. Um, and Ganu's gonna wrestle. People would have been like, "Okay, I'll I'll bet you six million that he won't." 
look at that what a one six million six million yep exactly I'm so glad, anyways I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen because i don't want you to lose six million dollars thanks man that's very important that i don't lose six million dollars that i don't have uh as i'm currently living with my parents but anyway let's keep moving on not a millionaire just living with my parents the parents there uh, uh every anyway. time this is something a little bit embarrassing you're like okay keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, let's keep uh, moving yeah. uh let's keep moving to something that's really embarrassing uh jamie malarkey's fucking eyebrows huh how about I can't that? figure out who he reminds me of, but he reminds me of... I already of told you. So... Zelda, go through the whole entire... <laughs> the the Begoron Sword, I think yes. that's how you pronounce it. The quest, the, the blue... Play it again, I'm telling you. Yeah. Go into the Lost Woods to give the guy his, his saw that he left, and it's him. I'll, I'll, I'll You know what? I'll text you a photo. And if you find it, put it on, the, uh, put it on camera as well. Yeah, give me give me one second. But anyway, keep yeah. keep keep, keep going about, about what you, yes, this please. is another one that like so I, I want to say how like this fight kind of reinforces what I've always said about Michael Johnson, which I kind of forgot about this. And I said it before, like he's had this such weird career where he, he has an amazing resume. Uh like he has knocked out Dustin Poirier. He like so this isn't like on his resume, but like he was the first one to really like kind of wobble Khabib a little bit and like in retrospect, <laughs> it's like isn't that bad? <laughs> oh, okay, I remember what you're talking about. I didn't expect that the guy wouldn't look human, but also exactly like Jamie Malarkey. I'm telling you, Bro. Brian Pichet is definitely going to be checking this I out. Brian Pichet. I don't think he normally like watches the video he told me he'll, like, he'll, watch, he'll audio. you know he'll fast forward to this yeah, part <laughs> yeah just uh, yeah the, the check the timestamp. go to this project check the video bro i'm telling he you probably knows, he probably knows exactly what you're talking about anyway it looks like, exactly like jamie it does dude there's no denying <laughs> anyways so we all know if, if jamie malarkey wants to fucking earn my respect not that he doesn't already have it for me a kick-ass fighter but if he wants to really like earn, earn my fan i shouldn't say earn my respect earn my fandom he could fucking shave his head, get yeah. some fucking ear prosthetics, mm-hmm. blue paint or body paint or whatever the fuck, put yep. on those shorts, and that's his Halloween costume. Uh, I so will funny. die. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I simply yeah. don't need to exist anymore. I've seen everything <laughs> I need to see. Okay, I'm so sorry to interrupt. You. Okay, sorry. sorry, go on. Um, reinforces um what i think about michael johnson which is like he's had this insane resume and and yet loses these random fights and i was like well this isn't one of those like times where it would make sense for him to win and also jamie malarkey's really good so this is going to be a fight where michael johnson loses immediately and i just thought especially like i don't know just michael johnson seemed like the age is really getting to him kind of mm-hmm and yo, he showed up to fight. Like, I don't know if Jamie Malarkey was like jet lag from from New Zealand or whatever, but from losing his cuckoo, yeah, his blue cuckoo, yeah, yeah, from losing his or his saw, yeah, whichever, whichever one it was. I can't remember what part of the the I was quest. Like, you told is. me blue cuckoo earlier, but then you said saw just now. No, I think he gives you a saw. He doesn't look like a carpenter. Yeah, maybe he does. He gives you a saw. Yeah, maybe it's both. Then in that case, yeah, he gives you a saw. Loses the blue cuckoo. And he gets you hey, whatever. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, I gotta read right, go on. Yeah. Have time now. Um, 
I just thought I was like, Michael Johnson's definitely getting KO'd. Like I just I gave him no chance in this fight. And you know how I feel about split decisions. Like it just means one judge was like following some different criteria on some crack. Like it does not mean it was a close fight. Right. But this was a close fight. It was yes. and, and like I didn't necessarily think that Michael Johnson won. Uh, but I also don't really score round by round. I hate the 10-point must system. So like I knew it was close. And I just like I felt bad like and obviously Jamie Malarkey being super pasty like shows damage more, but like Michael Johnson was showing some damage too. Like you could tell Jamie Malarkey fucked him up as well. Uh, they both fucked each other up. Yeah, they're really bad. Yeah, um, it was a fucking both- fight. And now someone posted Michael Johnson is tied for fourth on like the all time list of defeats in in the UFC, um, yeah. which is crazy that like there's a there's uh, that many that there's like a, I think a three or four way tie for fourth place it's not just like two people there's like multiple people three or four i think it might be four that have 14 losses in the ufc but number one jeremy stevens with 19 dude wow yeah i think clay Guida is number two how sad is that um yeah i don't know like i said good fight i mean it definitely deserved um fight of the night 100%. Yeah, 100%. And that's 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 one where I feel like I, I probably would have called that as well. Like if we were doing the, the new T cross rule, like I would have probably picked that as my fight of the night pick. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was an incredible fight. Uh, next fight was. What was the next fight? Eamon Zahabi versus Ricky Tercios. Uh, yeah. This From whole part, I... the theme of it was like me, like, like people exceeding my expectations and me not really giving them the credit i probably should have because like i knew Eamon's a hobby is good but like i feel like sometimes because of the the this the hobby name we give him more props than maybe is deserved um and like they, because of that also like i think he has a hard time getting fights and so they give him like they have to it's like the aaron pico syndrome like they have to give him people with like more records and stuff like that and like ricky tercios has been around the fucking block and like that guy's really good it's not from from tough and uh, I think I was just like, oh, yeah, Ricky's going to maybe not style on this kid, but I thought it was going to be pretty clear. And that was another kind of like back and forth war, but Eamon came out on top. Well, someone was, from what I saw, um, a lot of people were saying from, because like I said, I saw, I, I wasn't kind of paying attention to the fights, kind of not uh, casually, uh, as a casual as I am. Um, uh, a lot of people were saying that Ricky uh, uh, Tercios? Tercios. Tercios. Uh, anyway, uh, that he was pretty much just punching the air. I don't know why they would say that. Uh, yeah, because they were a lot of people were comparing him to Michelle Watterson last well, night. So, I mean, if you said that, I would I would say it's because of you know punching the air. But like, I don't think that. Well, check the tape, bud. Apparently, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, apparently, check but, the but, tweets. Yeah, people check were the saying tweets, that. But, check, check the tweets, tweets bud. bud. Check the timeline, bud. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, moving on to a fight that I didn't think. One thing was I want to say about this fight before we move on. Yeah. Um, I hate that this is true because, like, someone said, and I was like, oh, come on. But, like, Eamon's a hobby with the shaved head. Looks, looks like Arowani. just like Arowani. Yes. <laughs> like, just like him. And I can't remember, too, like, like Ariel Hawaii said on the show, I was, I was, I was listening, I think it was the Wednesday show, but I was listening yesterday. Um, when I was out running errands or something, um, fucking, he said it looks like 
me and someone else circa 2009 like i, I want to say it was like nick diaz or something because like nick diaz used to have longer hair like ricky Tercios, maybe i don't i can't remember but it was like someone and i was like trying to remember who ricky Tercios looked like and i couldn't put it put it together hmm. But anyway, yeah, the Eamon one was like spot. I was like, shit, dude. Yeah, it looks just like Ariel. But but younger, like you could tell, like Ariel's older. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I just did I, I didn't think Chase was gonna do anything. Yeah, this is another like defining expectations fight for me, too, because like I, I said it before, like Chase's chin has been tested, Jared can hit, and he's had these tougher fights recently like these like they're really they were really trying to make him something for a while trying to give him these older fighters with a name to like build off of and those fucking fighters <clears throat> are like nope and and especially the linux one and like and there's this video there was this video going around of like him showing learn, like learning the scarfold from the linux in the back and mm. and they even showed up on the on the thing when they showed the back backstage hitting mitts and stuff like they were like brazilian jitsu black belt and i was like Oh, is he gonna fucking try to <laughs> oh. submit him? Like, I, I said that I was like, he might knock Chase out. He might submit him. Like, I did not think this fight was going the distance. I was right, but turns out it was just for the other way. Yeah. Chase fucking cracked him, dude. Like, that was yeah. a fucking sick ass knockout. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, like I said, good performance from him. But I, I'm interested to see if he's able to do anything after this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I think that the he's just gonna keep coming up to a bigger test and then just get knocked down. Yeah, and that, that's that's an unfortunate thing too. Is that like he passed this test, but will he pass the next one? Yeah, yeah, it's they, they get harder. Yeah, and so he may have been like I thought. Okay, like I, he might have been on a he's was definitely on some kind of losing streak. If he loses this fight, he's definitely getting cut from the UFC. Now it could be a situation like they've already cut him before, so like he's expendable in their eyes. I guess I think he would do great in um, in Bellator. Maybe they've got a de- uh, it's kind of older guys who so say they've got some killers at heavyweight, but they've also got some randos as well. Yeah, that's kind of what heavyweight is, to be honest with you. No offense right. to any heavyweights that listen to this podcast. <laughs> that can beat the well, shit out of us. It's like, it's like there's not a lot of like mid heavyweights, it's more like you're a fucking killer or you're like a guy that is like just got from the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yo. Moving on to the next fight. Hey, man, uh, D. Silva de Andraz versus Sayan Nurmagomedov. Um, it was a great fight. Great fight. Tons of spinning shit from both guys. Yeah. Spinning back fist, spinning kicks. I was like, man, this is awesome. People people forget Nurmagomedov is not the fucking wrestle guy. Like, turns with Mark Henry, like, he is a striker. Yeah. And He's more was, like the Zabit kind of Dagestani. And he was, he was landing. I mean, he really hit... Uh, I wouldn't say that it was like heavy handed, but, and not the fight was close. I, I definitely think uh, Syed was definitely more um, aggressive, but I mean, like I said, they were both throwing a lot of spinning shit and I was like, this is pretty good. Um, and so. this was another one where I was like, I watched most of it, but there were like times I had to like be working and yep. stuff like that. So I, I didn't really fully get it, but there, there were plenty of times where like Douglas had, uh, I guess it's just D Silva now. I don't know if he's trying yeah, to drop yeah. the Douglas, but like anyways, Andraj had uh had Nurmagomedov on the ground and mm-hmm. was like raining down shots and stuff like that. So I was like, oh shit. You know, it was a really close fight, like I th- kind of thought it would be, but Nurmagomedov ultimately got the edge. Yeah, he certainly did. Uh and then you know who else got the edge? 
Ciao. 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 Still do that. I think it's um, Kayo, actually. Kayo. 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 Bohayo? Bohayo. I think it's Bohayo. I'm Bohio. not sure you pronounce the LH. Uh, H-H, but... With that being said, um, I like the the backstory on this. They both got a contract. Like I like that the commentary team was, you know, obviously giving us that backstory. But yeah. it definitely, you know, it definitely he had said like I, whatever the information was, it feels like they were, you know, favoring um, Armin a lot more than him, and he definitely looked like he was fighting that way because uh, he looked pretty pissed off. It wasn't. It didn't feel like it felt personal, but not to Armin. Just more along the lines of like I'm not that guy i'm I'm not the guy that's like that second i am the guy you should have really given the contract to and uh yeah he just was very incredibly aggressive so yeah props to him he proved it that he should have you know definitely got the uh, gotten more shine and he did last night yeah definitely this is a great <clears throat> fight and the main event was a great fight as well. Are we? Yeah, are we it, on the main event now, or yeah? Yeah, we are. We are. Sure and you know, it, it's strange. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos, sorry, obviously yeah. these are both. Um, well, Rafael and Rafael. I want to make sure. Rafael, yeah. You know, um, Rafael, Rafael, Rafael is Dos Rafael Dos Anjos or Rafael Dos Anjos. It's Rafael. Rafael Dos Anjos, Rafael Faziv. Faziv, right? Got it. Rafael. Um, it, it's it's strange to me that people like this fight went five rounds and it was like man Rafael time to time to uh put your gloves up down. I'm like huh he looked pretty good like pretty good <laughs> like still it wasn't yeah, like I, th- I think people just have been that way and like he's had these resurgences like he had a really bad weight cut when he fought Eddie Alvarez and he lost the title like Eddie Alvarez just blew him out of the water and that's people mm-hmm. were like yo what the fuck turns around for that uh, goes five rounds to Tony Ferguson. Granted, that's one of Tony's best performances. Uh, and it was at elevation two in Mexico city. Um, but then from there, RDA moves up to 170 and has these amazing fights and kind of has a little resurgence there. Now he's back at 155 and he's yeah, managing the weight cut a lot better. I, I think. And, I and- certainly don't know. I, I just saw a bunch of people saying like, it's time to hang him up. And I was like, he just went five oh, rounds, people, bro. Yeah, he, he went five rounds, didn't look too tired at the end of it, like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, like, and gave uh, physio a hell of a test. Fuck out. I mean, yeah. maybe people just don't want to see him get knocked out, which I get <clears throat> right. But he, he gave physio a test, like a big test, yeah, that, that physio passed and did very well on. Yeah, uh, with flying colors. But, and even if it went to the scorecards, I think I had Fizzy of winning as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I, like, I don't think, but but to say that because he... the, the dude his takedown defense was amazing. Like RDA is not a like college wrestler or anything, but like he's not one of those jujitsu guys that just like pulls guard. Like he actually will get takedowns and things like that. He has he's a strong guy. He can get people down. Like Fiziev was having none of it, and I was like, yeah. yo, yeah, and, and like. To that point, if RDA, well, he got a couple of takedowns, but like Fazeev popped back up. If he had really been able to hold him down, dude, he would have fucking choked him out so easy. Like, yeah, that's that's no what I mean. I, that's what I mean. I, I don't. I, I like you were saying. We definitely had Fazeev winning the fight the whole time, win scorecard the whole thing. But I don't. Know, it's a little bit. They weren't crazy. And it was it wasn't like he was yeah. being pieced up. Like the knockout, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, but it wasn't like it was a hellacious beating. Like they yeah. had an exchange, RDA lands some, Fizzy lands some. 
caught him, wobbled him, dropped him. Yeah. What did you think of the stoppage, by the way? It looked too soon uh, from from last night's angle. And then uh, someone switched the angle. And uh, I understand Mark Smith's need to stop the fight because it's uh, – Mark Smith reacted – from what it looks like, it looks like Mark Smith reacted to body language more than anything. Uh, that's what he I, – I think – which I, I feel like Mark Smith oftentimes will run up to something and look, but I think the, you know what I honestly think? I think in his head, he was like, I'm not stopping running. I, I think he was like, I can't stop. And he was just like, well, I'll just stop it, I guess. But at the same time, well, the second I shot. Think this was a, I don't think it was like a, well, I guess I'll go ahead and stop it. I think he intended to, because like watching it the way I did, I would have stopped it. Like, I, I, and I asked you what you thought, cause I, I've heard like some people thought it was maybe early and like Shane Tara, uh, messaged me that he thought it might be an early stop I was just kind of mad about it. and i was like i see that yeah. angle like it's not like i where i'm gonna be bullish about and argue that it wasn't but like, like i said for me rd was out from right that first thing and then he kind of came to a little bit on the ground but like fizzy was able to like, had, had a second and then, one yeah and then what solidifies it for me is the aftermath when they show him sitting there and like it looks like he's like maybe he doesn't know where he is a little bit sad when he kind of figures it out it's absolutely like, yeah, but he was but, fucking like that was a good stoppage to me. Yeah, the the body the body language of RDA's body def he looked he ragdolled for at until like from the punch. So I definitely thought I was like, oh, he's out, he's hundred percent. But and, and not for nothing, I I think I'm pretty sure they're not necessarily supposed to take this into account as refs. Like I think they're supposed to like encapsulate it in the moment. But sometimes there are extenuating circumstances that come into, it and you have to think about it, like. The guy's had how like so many wars over the years. Like, I'm okay with him not taking those extra hits, dude. Like, yeah, he just took I think two or one, one. So, um, which was definitely like the big, the bigger. Um, I mean, the, the punch that got him down was pretty big, but the second one was was very clean too, and and he yeah. was kind of putting his hands up. But um, good on uh, Fiziev. Uh, he obviously called out a, a what do you call it? Um, <laughs> the tennis player. Um, oh, Nadal, really, yeah. yeah, which I think yeah, is really funny. Pretty but... funny, like Battle of the Raphaels, and they're like, "There's one more Raphael we gotta handle." What's Fizzy now? What what place was he before? He was ten. Okay, so so he'll probably RDA take was seven, eighth or seven. He, he was he was seven, so okay. he'll probably take seven. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, usually know. what happens? I think usually, yeah. Okay. Although sometimes they decided like they could really be trying to build this guy and being like, you know what, he should be fourth. You know what? Take yeah. Like, you know what? You know what we should do? Like they'll they'll sometimes bump him. You know what we like, should do? Goddamn, take... Cyril gone got into the rankings without like beating <clears throat> ranked guys initially. So yeah, look at uh, kind of rush him to a title fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, Yuri was a champion in another organization, and it was like like a champion in Ryzen is kind of legit, depending on how right. like. I mean, you could say about the Yakuza, but um, he beat legit guys like King Mo and stuff like that. Even though King Mo beat him. Mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean overall i thought the fight card was okay prelims were fine um it, it was it was pretty okay i don't know what else to say yeah like i said i i only watched the main card and like by reports like some of the prelims were pretty good i i enjoyed the main card especially that you know that malarkey fight the the kyle fight yeah. Petrosian, and then the main event like you got your free you got, money's you, worth yeah you got, your, you got your violence worth. worth yeah exactly yeah. yeah it was it was it was not so bad but anyway all right 
Then I guess that's all that we have to say about UFC Apex 900,000. Yeah, whatever the number is. Who cares? Whatever the number is. Who gives a fuck? And we are going to take a break and come back. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Welcome back to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where one of us is fucking dumb stoned right now. Yeah, so much so that we liquefied are reintroducing, <laughs> reintroducing yeah, the show. And honestly, that was a conscious choice. I know, like, we don't intro, intro from back from the break, but I was like, he I was need like, you know to do the same setup. I need to do another intro. He needs to Bro, be high. And this isn't new from the break. You guys maybe could have told, told told could have maybe you were able to tell <laughs> isn't the past sense of tell told though like oh you could have told like why isn't why don't we uh, that's that actually a good that's a good point yeah yeah that's yeah, you're right that's not just a high thought have, that's a legit thought you could have probably english told, language is you, you could have told stupid. by now as you could have told by now huh could have told huh, maybe huh, huh. anyway huh. you may or may not have already figured this out i'm high yeah, as shit yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that wasn't um, new from the break. I did it before recording. Um, I didn't eat before recording and the the stonedness kicked in. I totally, I was like, we need to take a legit break. I need to figure out some food. Fed my cats, popped a waffle in the toaster oven. Little, one of those little Eggo, like off-brand Eggos. And dude, I don't know if anyone else feels this way. I feel like frozen waffles are the <laughs> hardest to figure out whether or not they're done like one side looked like kind of brown and i was like okay that's done but i flipped it over and the other side like wasn't that brown really and also it wasn't warm and i was like okay it's probably fine yeah and i spread it with peanut butter that was always the goal i was gonna put peanut butter on the waffle spread it with peanut butter take a bite and it's cold in the middle and i was like fuck this and i i was like there's some things you can eat cold waffles especially frozen ones are not one of them obviously yeah like so obviously not and i put it back in the toaster oven with the peanut butter with the knowledge by the way i was like this could end bad i was like i don't anticipate that this will be like it was born out of necessity i was like i don't anticipate that this will end well for me but hopefully it won't be too bad is that you fucking really need this waffle and i go refill my water and then like, I see it there. And I was telling Leo, like when you look in, because you can look into the toaster oven, like the consistency of peanut butter, when it gets that liquefied, if you ever had like anything with sauce, you can tell it's not fucking solid peanut butter anymore. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, well, that's a thing. And then I hear a, yeah. and I see a drip, that drip down into the bottom. And I was like, no, we got to shut <clears throat> this operation down. And then he ate it. He ate a cold waffle still. No, it was warm, dude. It was a cold <laughs> waffle. I didn't go through all that to liquefy my peanut butter. <laughs> and like I said, it, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't okay. like I was fucking like still ice chunks or whatever. Like it was just like a little cold. And I was like, come on, bro. What right. Re- yeah. Regularly you would have been pissed off, but high you was like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> no. Hi, you is like hi, you in your head is like this is actually better than a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hi, you is like yeah. This is wow. This is some gourmet shit. Undercooking. 
Fuck yeah. That reminds me, I, I watch this show on Snapchat sometimes. And if you like, when you swipe, when you see the stories, they're like below that, they have little like panels or whatever. And there's this one, his accent is like kind of Jamaican. So I don't know if that's legit or maybe it could be like, he actually could be like Trinidad. He's some sort of, he's Caribbean. But the name of the show or whatever is called definitely not gourmet. And he will make like, like fucking junk food and like cook it well, kind of. And like, he makes me laugh too. Cause he was like, look at that homeboy. He says homeboy all the time. Yeah. You put right there, homeboy. We're going to yeah. make mashed potatoes, homeboy. That's crazy dog. That's crazy dogs. Yeah. Um... But what was I saying? Oh, it was like, you know, you can tell like, hi, me, hi, juice thinks differently th- things i was telling leo this now you leo you've known me 12 years at this point right. it has been 12 years i just did the math other than being uh vegan slash vegetarian depending on the day uh i'm not a picky eater no like people think you know oh he doesn't <clears throat> eat this is like as long as it's not meat, meat. fish dairy eggs I will eat it. Uh, garbage? I'll eat it. I'm just kidding. No, but I'll fucking eat anything. I really am not a picky eater. Um, the one thing, like, if you ask me, like, a list of all the cuisines, like, what is the food or, like, category or whatever? Chinese food. Hate it. No, I hate it. I just I really have to be in the mood for it. Like, I'm generally not feeling it. Which is crazy. And I found yeah. some Chinese food in our fridge, and I was like, now, this is definitely bad. I'm not high enough to try and convince myself that it's not, but mm-hmm. maybe I should call a restaurant. Thankfully, yeah. got a call from my in-laws and they're making my favorite pasta. So I don't have to fucking do anything yeah. but go. Doesn't have to it. search for scraps. Yeah. But enough to fucking scrounge up for scraps or Ugh. call a Chinese place. Because <laughs> by the way, it's not as simple as like, oh, let's go on Uber Eats or DoorDash and type in Chinese for whatever. Like a lot of these places like don't cross-contaminate and all of their sauce has like fish in it like it is a chore to find a chinese place that i can eat at that's probably another reason why i don't like it and like sometimes the language barrier is such that like you're like oh is this vegetarian they're like yeah it's vegetarian and you talk to someone else they're like no there's fish in that like no there's a fish fucking idea sometimes um like i literally went when we first moved here you remember green apple bistro green apple china bistro in la studio city we used to go there all the time get the fucking cream cheese wontons they were legit now on the west coast when people say cream cheese wontons they mean actual fucking just wontons with cream cheese i mean that one had like onion or whatever was good but like nothing fucking else and here cheese wontons or any kind of fucking wonton has pork crab or beef or whatever bullshit and like i call this place and i'm saying it's cheese wontons and i'm calling them like there's no cheese or i mean there is cheese oh what's in there she's like yeah just a cheese i'm like there's no pork there's no fish like no cheese i go there and i'm like wow i'm handing her my card i'm like oh here to pick up the order for aaron whatever i'm handing her my card and i'm like i just want to make sure there's no fish or anything in this and they're like yeah just a little crab and i was like ah like i yanked it so far i think her hand might have even been on it i was like no we're gonna shut this whole shit down and cancel the order and i hear her, like angrily yelling in her language to behind like mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. fucking tell me over the phone that there's no fish in it and i go <laughs> like, oh yeah just crab Bro. <laughs> it's different so um different. 
All right. Well, now it's time for us to start the forum. forum. (laughs) Yeah. This is a weird one. So usually I'll like, I'm also not wanting to call it the forum anymore. We'll talk about off mic about that. Oh, great. Um, I can't wait. Especially just, just confirm. Listener questions. Listener questions. I I didn't open it up really last night. I, I, it occurred to me that the fights were over based on what I was saying. And, uh, that comes back that fucking <laughs> juice is about to literally throw up the waffle right now. No, <laughs> it wasn't cooked at all. So you think you think I'm the kind of guy that would throw up a waffle? <laughs> I think I had a little more sense in that. Yeah, sure. I remember throwing up yeah, the waffle. Yeah, sure, I remember throwing up that waffle because you're gonna. Um, yeah, it's no. about to be joined by some fucking pasta with olives. Hey, I don't. Model. All right. Um, what I was gonna say is what was I saying? The forum. Oh, I put a tweet. Normally I have the same exact verbiage on the forum tweet. I'm like, you can drop us some questions. We'll give you you can also leave the voicemail. Last night, no links, by the way, because I assume like people know they can go to Anchor app, like the number if you if if you're one of the people that call it, which basically just Seth, you have it programmed in your phone. Like, I don't need to put the number. Although if it's good for other people, but like, I just put, I just put the voice. I was like, you know what to do if you want to leave the quest. Right. <laughs> and I pinned it. So just in case anyone was coming, looking for the forum was normally my pinned tweet. Like they'd be like, Oh, maybe, which actually got some people that don't normally comment. So I'm actually excited about that. But yeah. otherwise we got a few voice questions, Leo. And I have listened to exactly one of them. We have three <clears throat> and you and I listened to one of them. The other two came sort of while we were recording the first segment. And, I, and normally when that happens, Leo and I will try and we'll like stop and I'm like, let's listen. But you know what? We're flying by the seat of our pants, baby. All the seats, all the pants. Oh, wait. I'm fucking. Oh, all, the, it up. all the seats, all the pants. Which one of us is high? Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to say. You, you. Whenever I'm out, like I was at the other night karaoke and like something happened where like I was definitely drunk. And mm. someone who's not drunk but did something stupid or whatever. I was like, hmm, which one of us is drunk? Oh wow. Yeah. Actually, I have off mic stories about that night. Anyway. Okay, great. Not anything bad or anything. Anyway. Okay. Uh, first question is from the homie T Cross. What's up, y'all? It's your boy T Cross. So as I'm sure you guys have noticed if you watch the broadcast, that GSP is there tonight. Which, of course, breeds the question, if GSP were to fight the champions of today, who do you think would win? Do you think GSP, in his prime, or now, however you guys want to interpret the question, do you think GSP could beat Usman? And do you think GSP could beat Izzy? I'm a GSP nut hugger. I say yes to both those questions. What do you guys think? Love you guys. And we love you too, T. Gross. This question, I feel some type of way about it, dude. First of all, I don't know if I remember the part of the broadcast when they showed GSP, mm-hmm. but, I, but I saw online a video on Twitter where someone was recording and uh, – Bisping like went up to him and was like, mm-hmm. hey, and yeah. they like hugged out or whatever. And I think he was talking about training with him in Manchester or something. He said something and, and George was like, yeah, we'll talk about it or whatever. But back to your question. First of all, 
I think GSP, he's always so smart about his like training and his body. And like, you know, he left as soon as he like wasn't fit to compete anymore, but he's been working on keeping up, like keeping in shape. And I think, I think he even one, I thought at one point, like after he like walked away from the 85 pound belt and everything, I think at one point he was like, you know, I, I'll do a, cut, a test cut to 55. I'll, I'll fight Khabib or whatever. I was like, what? Um, and actually he, to me, he looked kind of smaller than he did. Well, at least he did when he tried to come up to 85, not necessarily like when he was in his fighting prime at 170, but mm-hmm. maybe the same, if anything. Um, and I honestly, like some of the 55ers are like that size or more. So when he said champions of today, I thought, oh, Usman and Charles or whoever is going to be the 55 pound champ. But he went, he went the other direction. Um, yeah. And that makes it so if for some reason, and like, we have no way of knowing this because we don't know how GSP was, is going to look, but like, if he were to make 55 or maybe be to catch weight of 160, 165 against Charles. I think GSP would beat him. Oh, wow. And I know Charles is really good. And we've always counted him out, but like, we're talking about the greatest of all time. Like, yeah. I mean, that's you know. why he got the title. So yes. Right. Yeah. They literally mailed it to him as a goat. Yeah. Um, no, but for real, uh, that said, I really think Usman would fucking do bad oh, wow. things to, to George St. Pierre uh, just because of size. <clears throat> like, yes, GSP is a better striker, but Usman has gotten damn good and he's, Got a decent amount of power too, and yeah. a longer reach, which could right. be a problem for GSP. And definitely the size. Like Usman can go up to 85. I also saw some like random faceless accounts on Twitter talking about a face off between Usman and Jan, I think, or mm. Yuri or something. I don't know if that's yeah. a thing, but I know he's definitely like he would not be outsized necessarily at 85 compared like with some of the guys. He's a big ass welterweight. Kamaru Usman is. So to answer your question about whether or not your mic picks up the new motorcycle, the answer is 100% picks up that motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> it's dude, not big. Dude. <laughs> dude, the old one. Yeah, kind of cut it out. This one's picking up, but that's okay. Look, at the end of the day, um, I guess I got a, I'm so glad I got the better mic now that if I can pick up ambiance. Yeah. No, this is going to go on for about five minutes. I, tw- I tweeted about it. Sandy Pants was like, yep. she had the best. Did you read her answer? I did. You remember the tweet? She was like, yeah, I had this fucking neighbor who used to do that with his truck. And he did it one time at 1 a.m. And I, I went down there and threatened his life. <laughs> do, uh, like, yeah, yeah, just do the, what do you call it? Do the Beverly Hills Cop. Do the banana and tailpipe. Mm. Put a banana and tailpipe. Yeah, and I think I might have suggested this before. Wow. Wow. He said, Hey, guess what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. Does he leave or he just turns it on? That, because... No, that's that. Well, oh. generally. Yeah. And like, that's the other thing someone posted, like it's the summer, like it's not, you just need to warm it up, but like, yeah, he'll sit it, like leave it running. That was him driving oh. away. I don't know if you can hear him. Yeah. Well, anymore. I can't hear him anymore, but anyway. Yeah. Well, thank hold you. T cross for the question. <laughs> oh, dude. Wait, no, hold on. What am I done? I have some okay. feelings about this. Okay. That said, the Izzy one is a little more interesting to me. Again, obviously the reach is like super, there's a massive discrepancy there. Um, But I think like if I could compare like GSP to Rob Whitaker, I think they have a pretty similar style. 
like especially yes. in the latter part, like Rob has definitely used his wrestling more, especially in his fight with Izzy, the most recent one. And he did like in the Till fight, and I think in the in the Kennedy fight as well. Like he's definitely proved like, hey, I'm on the Australian wrestling team for a reason. Like he's definitely, but also black belt in karate. Mm-hmm. Both GSP and Rob Woodgar have black belt in karate. And like I was I was thinking about this last week because uh Seth had left the question about like GSP not being a striker. I'm like, the guy is literally like He's got a black belt like Kyokushin Karate. Like he is a striker. He just adapted to become like a well-rounded mixed martial artist and was grapple heavy in some fights, but like he's a, also a striker. Mm-hmm. But like that, and that's kind of how I feel. Like Rob Whitaker being a little bigger, maybe even a little stronger, couldn't beat Izzy that way. <clears throat> so I don't know what success GSP would have. Um, and like I said, that's where I give like, like I'll let my fandom take that because like i too am a gsp not hugger in a sense like i do love me some fucking george st pierre um i'm also an izzy not hugger well we, we fucking know this but like yep. um with that one like i said like kamaru right now is is number two pound for pound in my opinion mm-hmm. um i just i give the edge to volk now i used to like say or you could say one a and one b it's really so hard to pick between them but they're the top of top of the heat right now they're like and they get a night you could say kamaru usman's pound for pound number one he is so good and also like way more well-rounded than anyone else gsp ever fought really yeah uh so i just think that's just such a hard fight dude like, yeah I, I, fight. I would but the easy one is different i would much rather like just to throw my two cents in that i would much rather watch the uh gsp uh usman fight over the over the izzy uh gsp fight you want to see him get killed i i I disagree with me (laughs) i just i just think it would be a little bit more um you think it'd be more competitive yeah i think it'd be more competitive and a little bit more exciting could be one way or the other but i I feel like with the izzy fight because i feel like they're both they both can be defensive fighters. Um oh yeah the izzy fight would be a fucking master class of boring. Yeah so at least you know um but anyway and as a, a massive fan of both like it would be a pretty boring fight it, although it, it would depend too because like when when gsp came back against bisping like i guess he talked about it with his coach uh danaher was like you know all people think i'm exciting so he was like let's go for a finish and like that's he let's we'll finish that that whole camp yeah but great question t cross i would love to know what other people think about it yeah. Look, if I'm just not giving him credit for the Usman fight, who knows? Who knows? Here's someone else who loves some loves some some good old GSP, our our homie up in Canada, Decrons, and uh, in true last minute Larry fashion, haven't listened to this. Hey, what the fuck's up, guys? Uh, sorry, I showed up early. Um, I understand Leo just had a birthday. Happy birthday, my brother. Juicy, you got one coming up. Fucking awesome. Love you guys. Uh, congratulations to Dave L. Um, I love picking fights with you, Legends. It's so much fun. Um, my question for you, Leo Juice, is uh, what criteria do you look at when you're picking fights that your average MMA fan or better, better might not look at? Um, you know, uh, recent fights, training camp, whatever the hell it is. Is it uh, betting with your head, your heart, just the tip, <laughs> whatever it may be. Love you guys. Cannot wait to listen to the shout. Peace. 
Uh, for me, it's uh, what color the dartboard is that week. <laughs> You're wildin'. That, uh, honestly, uh, at this point, I probably have <clears throat> probably like six fighters I will never pick against at this point, relatively. Let's see if uh, I can guess them. Okay. Derek Lewis. Yep. Wonder Boy. Yep. Dan Hooker. Yep. Ignacio Bahamondes. Yep. Loopy. Yep. So that's five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 struggling to even find the sixth one in my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, maybe Molly. I feel like you I don't feel like you've ever really picked against Molly. No, I haven't I haven't picked against her either. Um but by the way, speaking of tough choices for us and the fandom's gonna be split here for Loopy versus uh Angela Hill. Dude. You sent me that, right? Mm-hmm, I did. I it ruined my day for like a like twenty minutes. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, especially I, too because as much as I've been loving Loopy and like that's our girl, I've been with Angela longer. Absolutely, she's the reason I went out to Houston. I mean, Isha yeah, is the reason, but yeah, you know, part of that whole thing. And but, I understand you can't pick against her. I just yeah. And it makes it and like Angela is amazing. Loopy's probably gonna fuck her. But Loopy's so mad. So just from the last time, I mean, like all that, all that wrestling aggression. I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, she's gonna be, she's gonna be slinging down Angela a lot. So yeah. But anyway, with that being said, um, uh, yeah, just uh, you know, a a lot of times, I mean, this podcast also helps. Also, sometimes the juice will will say like you know, uh, this person's a piece of garbage or this is that. And then I'll pick them and he'll be like, Oh really? You want to, you want to go with that turf? And I'll be like, uh, yeah, I guess. And then he'll be like, no, don't go with that turf. And I'll be like, mm, okay, well I already picked them. So, uh, sticking to my guns. But, um, a lot of times, so- sometimes it's like previous fights. It, it just, it really just depends for me, uh, yeah. how they look, you know, um, Mike skills, you know, I picked Gabriel green cause I didn't want Ian Gary to get on the mic. <laughs> so and he didn't get one anyway yeah, which is amazing exactly which was the like, best win-win part, but, i, I yeah. won and you got what you wanted so. yeah I, I lost because i, I got yeah. the wrong pick but but, but we won but we every, but everybody won that everybody day. won yeah. everybody won because he and gary didn't get on the mic we were we were the better for it yeah juice you what we i mean you you're you know you know why. yeah so i'm, I'm kind of similar but but I, I will say that like i do try to come up with a little bit more of an analyst mindset and like I don't do what a better would do because a lot of betters like they're you know based on like statistics and things like that and you know some of those things are interesting and compelling and they can be like tell us a story but like I was just having to start with my coworkers like I will never be a stats guy they does not tell the full story and like that's why if I was a better I would listen to Dan Tom the Protect Your Neck podcast and I like his stuff anyway but um, it is. He is a better and he's mm. like big in the gambling scene, but he also is like a lifelong martial artist and will come at it from an analyst perspective. So he'll take into account everything. Mm-hmm. And like, he's even talked like, he's like, Oh, I checked their Instagram, like see if they're training, see who their training partners are. If they post about it, like what kind of meals they have during fight camp or whatever, like certain things where I'm like, I, Oh damn. I, I feel like the better aspect of it, the betting aspect of it is a lot more complicated than we give it credit for. 
like the idea yeah, of like you know what i mean like the line and stuff like that there's so like he's not he's not only telling you like bet on them he's telling you like what line what how you should do it you know what i mean like exactly. it's a little bit extra so yeah it's not just who will win it's like how to bet yeah and that's 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 something right. a lot of people need to kind of walk through with yeah, you know obviously because you know i mean with, with us with, the, with what he's talking about picking fights like it is just about the winner and the method obviously but it's, yeah it's not anything about betting like yeah we have no yeah and it's strange to me to think like humans have been gambling since forever you know uh like just forever to bet on things to win something in there and like you know i mean the stats in the i mean you can bet there's levels of like will it go inside the distance will this person kick i mean like there there was one line for uh for the maymac for conor mcgregor to wear a fucking fur coat yeah you know like prop bets on the goddamn press conference and shit like that yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and like and don't get me wrong i i would love to pick that way as well because i win usually every time that that you know like i said ian gary was mike skills i'm trying to think of like other other ones that um that i've appreciated but but i i don't know i think that I think you you specifically come with an analyst mindset of what they do i think dave l comes with an analyst mindset sometimes he'll 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 text and things and i'll be like man that's I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah, that's why he's the the champ. Like, I'll, I'll we have a little group chat, and I'll be like, "Hey, man, get your picks in." They'll be like, "Just doing some more research." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay, H- hold on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't yeah. fucking rush me. That was the process. <laughs> yeah. Trust the process. Um, uh, but yeah. what I was gonna say to answer your question specifically, Decrons, is one thing that I do. Like I said, when when it is a like when I try to put my analyst hat on a little bit, I try and think about <laughs> if I know them well enough. There are legit times, and I'm not. I will. I will say this: if it's like someone I don't know, I'll sort of look at their record, and then I'll, I'll go base it off of that. Or if it's like if it's like a Russian guy fighting like someone that I th- don't really know about, I'll be like, oh yeah, Russian by decision. Like he's gonna wrestle fucking whatever. It's kind of just what I do. But reg- outside of that, when I do know them, I think about where the fight's gonna take place. And who is stronger where and if they can implement their advantage like if they're more of a striker are they going to be able to do that against this person if they're more of a wrestler are they going to be able to take their opponent down grapple like you know things like that uh i I try and think about that like like going back to the example of like loopy versus angela like angela's the superior striker like loopy's not bad on the feet but angela is like muay thai fucking whiz but loopy's gonna take her down Mm-hmm. And like Angela has pretty good takedown defense, but it's not rock solid. It's not what we saw last night with Fizzy and RDA. It's not like, oh, you can't keep me down or even get me down. It's like she will get taken down at some point mm-hmm. and Loopy is going to fucking smash. And that's yeah. that's it. So, but he's not picking against her. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm not, I'm still going to pick Angela. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll see. I don't know what. I, see, I'm I'm com- I'm competitive, and like like I said, here's the other thing too. Is what I was gonna say is that like when he talks about head versus heart, one of the things that you have to be to be a good negotiator is you have to be able to walk away. Mm-hmm. Like you can't want it too bad, otherwise you make a bad deal. You have to be able mm-hmm. to walk away, and like that's where I come in with the head versus heart. I am more than happy to lose if it means I felt felt good about my pick. Yeah, like absolutely. If I if I I'm I'm literally not like oh yeah, it's, and and part of that is because I don't bet. Like some people are like oh well yeah you can't do that when you bet. Of course, yeah, like, obviously yes. Fine, maybe, but for me and it's 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 always too. If I ever like, 
if I ever trick myself into picking with my head over my heart where I'm like, oh, you know, I really love this guy, but I think the other guy has his number. More often than not, I'm wrong. Uh-huh. And I should have gone with my heart. And so that's that's where I'm like, I always have to kind of remind myself that too, is that like sometimes my instincts of like judge of character and stuff like that are better than my actual like analyst mindset with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, just candidly. Right. Although I do feel like there's there's some people, some analysts, and like I sometimes fall into this category where like they'll say something before the fight. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I think I can agree with that or whatever, where it's like, you know, what two guys' styles are like or whatever. And then what happens in the fight is so fucking different. But it doesn't mean like that person doesn't know fighting. It just means fighting is wildly unpredictable. So absolutely. That's that's the other thing too, where I kind of like take myself out of it like dude i was mad i uh was watching the fights and i remember like looking at the kyle versus armin petrosian fight and i can't remember what i picked on the podcast last week but i was definitely leaning kyle and so when he won i was like oh shit and i went over the fucking patreon i forgot to pick that fight i so dumb um yeah yeah i mean to be honest with you, I know, like, I don't know a lot of the fighters. Usually when I go into the fight pick, like, just like, I'm like, I have no idea who these people are. I, I, sometimes I look at their record to see, but, um, I, and I knew that Armin Petrosian, like the name sounded more familiar to me than Kyos, but I, for some reason I was like, well, I'll just pick the, sometimes I'll be a contrarian in that regard, just because I'll just be like, well, everyone else has picked them. Sometimes, uh, recently, especially in the fight pick league, um, I'll pick the, if, uh, if I'm getting my picks in like down to the wire and it's like, you know, 14 people, I'll look for the name that, that is consistently there and I'll pick the opposite of that. Sometimes you'll just see, uh, seriously. So, and, and it worked for, it. it worked for, um, uh, Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah. Sully Renko. Yeah. Everybody picked. And I was like, no, Sully Renko is going to break that arm. And guess what? Now you didn't pick you big decision. And now guess what guys, she's out for six months. <laughs> Oh, so what are you gonna do now? I'm just kidding. No, I mean, don't. I mean, listen. Let me tell you something. She that she's a dime, and she's very attractive and all that stuff. But wouldn't it? Could you imagine if uh, if if remember that that uh, that Olympian that that woman that like tore her like like fucked her knee up and then uh, in the race and then she trained again and she got away from the. um, no, sorry. What happened was she tore her, something happened to her knee in the Olympics, which is the first, you know, you train your whole life to get there. Uh, then she had to, obviously she lost that race. Then she trained again for another four, I think it was either eight years or four years. Then she got back toward the exact same thing again in the exact same race. I was like, man, could you imagine? So wouldn't it be funny if Jessica Rose Clark comes back and then gets her arm snapped off again? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I would be so mad. Everyone would be so mad because she's a dime piece. And I also feel like that would break her. Like well, mentally, well, that's why, so hard to come back from. Yeah, exactly. well, I mean, like that's what I'm saying. I don't understand how people can do that. Like, you know, what I mean, like t- twice in a row, same exact style, same exact, like training your whole life for the Olympics, and it's like, okay, here's the time. And and what's what's even weirder about like that one specifically for me? I mean, obviously, this is not an Olympian Olympic um, podcast, but what's weird about that one for me is that it was in running. So, like, think about think about how many miles she's run her entire life. Like that's, that's what blows my mind. You know what I mean? Like, like with, with MMA, there's, there's multiple facets of train of, 
you know, we're talking multiple facets of movement, of body movement, but she has probably ran that race at, at the very least, probably a thousand miles before that point. There's very high chance that, that was her numbers. Like she's definitely put the 10,000 hours into become an Olympian to get there. But like, it's, ju- it's just, it's not just, it's hard as fuck to do. I just mean that it's a consistent repetitive motion that she's done her entire life. And right whenever it comes on the big stage, your body's like, hey, guess what? Fuck your leg. And then you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll come back. Yeah, and then again, you're like, like it. yeah, <laughs> it's just like, Jesus, like, anyway, wow. um, with that being said, uh, so that that's another way that I'll pick sometimes. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, I'm gonna pick the upset real quick. And, uh, and Stelly Renko did it. And I definitely picked decision, but you know, your boy, your boy didn't win the thing, so here we are. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Decrons, for that amazing question. Now we have to go on to Rhino. And his message just says percentages. Great. Hey, Jason Leo. It's a big homie, Rhino, from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So last night, there were not what I would consider to be a ton of fun fights that I really enjoyed watching, right? There was three or four, mm-hmm. and on a card of 11, that's a pretty low percentage, but I still enjoyed... You know, like I still say, I enjoyed watching the fights. Is there a number of fights that have to be good to you to like kind of give an overall assessment of, yeah, I enjoyed watching that fight card. You know what I mean? Like there's have to be eight out of 12 that were good and only four duds or whatever. So I just kind of want to know from your guys' perspective is, you know, how many fights on a fight card need to be what you would consider to be good in order for me to like an overall enjoyable viewing experience. Can't wait to hear your guys' answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Peace. Boy. That's, that's a really is, interesting a, question. Dude. This is a good question. It's it's because two two things that that come to mind for me are as much as people would like to believe that the idea of a casual f- fan watching the UFC for the first time, they're an amazing like. Let's be honest. They're an amazing litmus test. Like, as as much as you'd like to believe that that's not the case, and like you can analyze and watch way more than they have, people who come in and say that that was a good fight, <clears throat> oftentimes are more than likely right. Uh, if you if a casual person watches a fight and they say that was a good fight, more than likely your opinion isn't going. Your opinion is going to be uh, either. Two things. It's either going to be they're exactly right or, oh my God, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's very rare that you will see a casual that will say that was a good fight and you'll be like, are you crazy? Uh, You're that's not going to happen. If anything, the inverse is sometimes more true. Like if a casual doesn't like the fight, you'll be like, well, you should kind of get the nuances. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. (laughs) But if, if a casual person says that was a good fight. There is a very, yes. there is, I'm going to go and say 99% of you will not be like, nah, uh, I, I mean, kind yeah, of. Yeah, 99% <laughs> of the time. It's just not, it's just not the way that it, I mean, humans fighting, there's an innate reaction that you get to things happening that are, that in the sense of excitement, because, you know, it is entertainment um, that we are we're watching this for. Now, with that being said, uh, the, the pay-per-view last week, that was too many not banger of enough fights. But that's the weird part for me because the ones that were had more weight. So that's the problem. Yeah. 
you know that's your that's your that's the rub of the whole entire situation which by the way i I disagreed like i i thoroughly enjoyed that pay-per-view right and Um, and that's that's where that's where i think that 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 like i said it the 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 fights that i thought were better um of the pay-per-view card uh just had more weight i mean they had the max and and volk fight had had more but the Ma- Max okay. and the Sean Strickland knockout. Like, yeah, Ma- uh, Max and Volk three. Uh, sorry, uh, Brian Ortega and uh, Volk was a way more exciting fight than Max and Volk three. Yes, I would agree with that. Right. So that's, that's they're not I, way more, but definitely like objectively better. Yeah, more, objectively yeah. just just more. You're more like on the edge of your seat. Like I can't believe these things are happening. Uh, type of reactions. Um, and, and similar with uh, you know um some of Izzy's fights, like uh, at least at the very least, the Rob Whitaker fight before this was more entertaining than the, um, than the Cannoneer fight. Um, yeah. Just like, I, I just mean like, as far as, like of Izzy's title defenses. Like of the, Izzy's title, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of his title defenses. So that's, that's what I'm saying is that like, we do have that, that aspect that we, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, I, I really do think because I, what's the most fights that have been on a, on a fight card night that we've I think 15 or 14. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say five is, is, is cutting it close. Five for the amount of duds or amount of bangers of amount of bangers. Five is cutting it close. Uh, if it's if it's fifty percent, if it's fifty percent and uh and better and uh, yeah, if it's well, obviously it's better, but if 50% it's fifty percent or higher, I mean, yeah, fifty percent or higher, uh, it, it's a good fight card for me. Uh, yeah, if it's yeah, yeah like I said, if five, because like I said, five is kind of like a, in a weird spot. Because if it's only four, like if it's only four bangers, you know, it's. Uh, and even even then like but that's what i mean it's the yeah. weight of those like could you imagine watching an entire fight card and then and then you get you know but that you know it's it, that's hard like i said it's a really really tough question to analyze because of the idea that you know sometimes and and we'll even watch on the broadcast you know they'd be like i can't believe that fight just happened and we have three fights left you know what i mean like that yeah that is like such an interesting as a whole it's just like man like i don't know it's, it's a lot it's a lot to take in but i would say I would say it has to be at the very least 50 for me. I, I can't, I can't do anything less. If it's like three, I, I'm out. I, and, and the other one, and remember there's, there's also the gray area because like duds, there's a difference between a dud and like a fight that was fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The dud fights, when, th- when those happen, they can really, really suck the energy out of an entire car yeah. uh, to get it back up to where it needs to go. You know what I mean? Like, and this is why for me this is kind of hard to answer because for me it's not just the percentage even though like if it's way skewed then obviously that's kind of a thing like if like like you said 11 fights and like only three of them are good like hey man that's terrible um like it almost doesn't matter those three but like it's the quality as well of those like if it was such an amazing fight that it had me out like standing out out of my seat if i you know have me screaming Cause like, then that's rare for me too. I feel like I'm so desensitized from watching so many fights. Like it has to be really like amazing for me to be like, you better fucking get like, you know, like shouting shit at the TV. 
but for me as well, it's not how you start necessarily. It's how you finish. Yeah. Like I can think of two examples recently where this happened, like, um, and not super recent, but like the Misha Tate versus um, Kellen Vieta fight, that, that card. Everyone talked about how trash it was. And like going in, I may have said the same thing as well, but I'm just trying, I'm talking about after specifically like the fights didn't deliver. I honestly, from what I heard and from what I experienced, most of the duds were on the prelims. I didn't watch the prelims that week. I didn't, wasn't able to catch up just on the main card and the main card was not bad. In my opinion, I like, I had a good time watching those fights. So while everyone was like complaining, I was like, yep. Not not a good not not that bad for me. And the other uh, experience is like to to go back to like it's not how you start how you finish. If a whole fight card is good and the main event is a stinker, that can almost ruin the night for me. It's just fishing it, in a weird place. It's almost like fucking blue balls. It's almost like you're like okay, like you know. I almost wish I, I had think, like turned off. I think fucking, it's you can hear him. Can't yeah, you? I think it's specifically I for me specific. It's specific to the idea that your expectation of why they're at the top of the card yes. is a part of it. It has to be, right? Like you're yeah. the idea that this person is headlining, it's the headliner. Um, it and either has to be like super amount of stakes involved, like yeah. a title fight or number one contender fight, or you better be like, these people fucking are nonstop action, always deliver. Or yeah, we, we've seen some, we've seen some where it's like, uh, fucking like a 12 and a, and a i think we've seen like a 10 and maybe like a 13 johnny walker Thiago santos comes yeah. to mind at the top of the at the top of the list and it's like look it look the number obviously the numbers don't matter anymore they used to but they but now it doesn't like as far as like the number that's going to be at the top of the card doesn't matter anymore it used to where it was oh, like yeah those the only, like that's it but and now like they're like five or whatever you can yeah you can be any number at any point in time and that's the thing is that like whenever the johnny walker and Thiago santos came up uh, I think Chago was what eight, nine at that time, if that. Fucking peanut butter in my beard. Love it. Uh, yeah, they they weren't that high. They were both in the top fifteen, but not yeah. like. So with maybe that being all top yeah. ten. So with that being said, it's like you know you're, you're right about that. I think it's the ex- expectation of the headline itself, especially because it's fighting. So that's the but that's where you know. It comes well, here's the other example I was thinking of, like to kind of go like a different route with it. The Chris Dalkus versus Curtis Blades fight uh-huh. card. Hmm. I remember being like, the fight card was kind of okay. It wasn't amazing, but I was, it was also because I super lowered my expectations. I did not expect that main event to be anything exciting. And I was actually like dreading it. I was like, well, fuck. This fight card's already like mid. And then you have these fucking heavyweights in the main event. Like Curtis Blades is just going to wrestle fuck. Chris Dawkins, and like Chris Dawkins is an exciting fighter, but like Curtis Blades is not usually. Mm-hmm. And like I'm one of the people that actually kind of enjoys this fight sometimes, but even still, I don't like that I'm enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He knocked him the fuck out, and I was like, "Yo!" Like yeah. it was so unexpected, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like when something crazy like that happens, it just sends you over the edge, and so like. With that card, like even though I wasn't really enjoying it to that point, I remember being like, that was a good night of fights. It really is for me. Like it, a lot of it does hinge on the main event and it's it's quality over quantity. So like I can't give an exact answer right now as far as the percentage. 
I would say to your point, like if it's, if it's definitely like less than half our, our bangers, then I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Definitely go check out combat sports to Rhino. You guys, let me see who his uh, interviews are this week. I'm sure he's got a great one. Cause I, have not been able to check anything. I've been offline all fucking day. Connor Matthews from Dana White Contender Series. Watch, he's not even Irish, probably. I'm doing fucking Irish for no reason. Um, yeah, definitely go check out his uh, interview with Connor Matthews. And we love Combat Sports with Rhino. And that does it for voice questions, I believe. Let me just double check. We'll refresh the app here. Nope, that's it. Okay. Now, again, going back to me, I didn't really, going back to me, but going back to what I said earlier, I didn't really put a form tweet, but some people knew what I was doing. They're like, oh, I get what's happening here. Let me, let me put it. The first one, we got to start strong here on this fucking makeshift twitter form is sandy pants mma she says she linked her own tweet she said answer this question and the tweet is a poll and she said to make t- tonight more interesting rda or fiziev who is hotter and you know what's crazy similar to my poll about gsp being a striker i am so surprised that rda got as many votes as he did because to me, and like Fizzy's not a fucking GQ model or anything. He's not like objectively like a dime piece or anything. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Next yeah. to RDA, he might as well be fucking Channing Tatum. I'm like, going to go ahead and say this actually. Uh, uh, Fizzy looks like, um, looks like uh, Wish.com's Tom Hardy. <laughs> kind of. When Tom has the, has the beard. Yeah. Like looks so, yeah, I'll take that. You know, not on the town. Some Chinese food, maybe. Who knows? Probably. Um, who's hotter? Yeah, definitely Fizia. Yeah, absolutely. Like by 100%. a mile, it's not even close. Her her poll, and this got 189 votes. Wow. And there's still, if you're, well, we probably won't drop this in time, but there's at, at present two hours and 12 minutes left in the poll. 59% Fiziev, 41% RDA. Hey, those 41%, what is 41% of 189? If it was half, it would be 90, uh, so a little bit less, let's say 80. Mm-hmm. How is fucking 80 people <laughs> saying RDA is hotter than Fiziev? Well, is definitely more, more attractive, 100%. There's no doubt. And like that's something where I feel like bias shouldn't even go into play, because like I said, I picked RDA. I thought he was going to be able to wrestle uh, Fizzy. Yeah, we're talking about We are objectifying these men. Is yeah, object objectively, RDA is a uggo. <laughs> I hate doing that too because I hate what, like basing someone's worth off that. And, like, but, like are, are those the, are the, Dude, are those he's got the, the worst off- cauliflower ear I've ever seen. Well, are not the worst. The, the worst might be Gregor Gillespie. Are those the off brand egos? Really bad. Wait, what'd you say? Are those the off brand egos? <laughs> uggos. This episode is brought to you by uggos. <laughs> It's Uggos. the same company that makes Uggs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ugh. anyway, yeah, Fizzy by mile. 
busy by a mile. Like I can't even. I can't even. No need. <laughs> when she sent it, I was just like, "Wow!" With this, and and it's like, why? How is that close? How is that close? We got is, two. We got we got two. I mean, like I said, you know, Fizzy is not no. even 60 40. It's 59 41. Like, yeah. I can't. I'm gonna quote, I'm gonna quote you right now. It's a, it's a fair question. Thank you so much for that one, Sandy. We do appreciate you over here on the F. SP podcast. I'm telling this right now. I said, yo, anyone picking RDA cannot be trusted. <laughs> it's true. All right. Uh, I have to say in this. <clears throat> right. Because like I said, I picked him and I'm talk- talking about fight picks. I'm talking about fucking. <laughs> and someone fucking responded. Someone with a, with a, an account with an avi that has a woman i think it's Haley seinfeld i'm gonna say probably it's a dude running it yeah okay it says simp for Haley steinfeld uh and middleweight go this is definitely a a guy but the chit the tweet says why 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 would you make this post and sandy says i think fizzy is hotter and i'm trying to see if i'm right you are right like what the no fuck? need to second guess no need to second guess. 41% of people are wrong. <laughs> I was that was so wild, dude. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sandy. This next one from our homies at the Front Kicks and Throw Clothes podcast. I assume this is Ty running the account, but I'm not entirely certain. He said, if you could pick any time to have fight cards on. Oh, by the way, I have to say something off mic, actually. Remind me about <laughs> remind me about this question. What a time. Yeah, one at a time. Oh, did you say one at a time? One at a time. I thought you said one at a time. But also one at a time yeah, as well. One at a time, but also one at a well, time. Yeah, one at a time. One at a time. He says, if you could pick anyone to have fight cards on. Oh, anyone. <laughs> what on. If you could pick any time yeah. to have fight cards on, what time would be your ideal watching pleasure? And honestly, the- I feel like. I want to be sometimes I want to be on the Pacific coast for fights. Yes. yes. I remember whenever we were, were worked at the dealership, we would have to work Saturdays. Most we would get one weekend off a month. Um, it sucked missing the prelim. Like usually we wouldn't be off until later and we'd have to like, whatever, but like now when it's fucking seven o'clock and the prelim <clears throat> is barely starting, I'm like, God, I wish it was 4 PM right now. Yeah, this is this is the this is it for me. Preferably, like as far as end times go. Uh, I want to end at ten p.m. Yeah, ten ten o'clock, ten p.m. So on pay per view, the fucking main card is starting at ten. Get out of yeah, here. That's why here. when these fight when the I think it was it was not these fights because well this fight was just like one hour behind. It wasn't the best. You got no, it's over preview, but the. One before that at the Apex was on the pay-per-view schedule. And I was like, yeah. hey, man, I get that it's in Vegas, and if they do it earlier, these guys are going to be fighting in the morning. But, like, sometimes next week, like that. Next week, I think, is at 2, yeah? 2 o'clock? God, I hope so. I, didn't, I haven't even checked. Pretty sure. But anyway, with that being said, uh, yeah, d- definitely, like... If it's 2, maybe we can get a podcast in if you want to record Saturday night. 
maybe. Probably not, though. I'll be. Why are you announcing we're going to take a weekend off? All right. But like I said, I'm. Well, I already had the plan of going to my brother's. Anyway, but we also have your 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 um your birthday birthday. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, 10 10 p.m. end time is good. Uh, yeah. So relatively, like a six. Yeah, five thirty six prelim. I think is well. Um, these fights were were six, at least at East Coast time. They were six o'clock prelim. Although apparently they didn't start on time. There was like a half hour of bullshit. Yes, or whatever. as it always happens. Oh, because because the, the Cynthia Calvillo fight. Was but sometimes it doesn't. Oh, is that why? Okay. Yeah, I was. I, yeah, because I, I was like, wait, which there's a fight that wasn't there. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe like for me, a, like, I, like three p.m. prelim yeah, start is, yeah. is ideal because you get like, and I think normally they're about seven hours, which puts us at like ten p.m. and end time, which is perfect, and that's perfect too because I feel like, like, and I like a little, I like a little variety in general, anyway. So I'm not if it was on that every time, it might be a little bit lame, but like sometimes when they have it at noon, I'm like, oh, a little early more or whatever. Yeah. Or even like if it's in Abu Dhabi and it fucking starts at 10 a.m. Whatever. Like, oh, yeah, the, that, that one was but interesting if, for me. The yeah. first time I did that in L.A., like just like literally like 7 a.m. My sleep up. schedule getting thrown, like literally like waking up and be like, oh, shit, the fights are on. Yeah, it's like, always yeah. I'm going to turn groggy watching it and be like, all right, cool. Um, which obviously we're not complaining because the fucking uh, all of our uh, friends from uh, across the pond and everywhere yeah. else. We apologize for that. I'm just saying, like, okay, dude, but that, that, I hate that though. Like, the worst thing is, like, you have nothing to complain about. We stay up later. Like, I can still fucking complain, dude. Are like, you kidding oh. me? I complain the most. I'm from America. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, if, if it was all the time at that, like, sometimes an early fight card, like at noon or whatever, is like, all right, well, I, that's my whole day. I can't get shit done. Like, the 3 p.m. prelim start time, you get your whole fucking morning. You get a little bit of afternoon, do whatever. So maybe get some errands. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I do like the the day. Like uh, some days where I've been like, oh, I need to go out on like a date or something like that. Because uh, yeah. your boy's dating all the time. Uh, but he's not at all here because he has a kid. You were um, for a while. Yeah, but yeah, but not that long. But not mm-hmm. kid kid struck out a lot. But anyways, remember when I, remember when yeah, I picked you out on the podcast, I was like, yeah, hey, I remember when I struck, yeah, I remember when I struck out a bunch and I'm still striking out, but yeah. striking out, but what maybe got anyways. With that being said, uh with that being said, uh the the morning one, like the anything before like you know, between nine and, and ten, that wasn't bad. Like I liked getting like being done at six and be like, okay, what to do now? Like, okay, I can go hang out with some friends or do you know, so that those are nice, but uh but I'm all, I was also an incel for a little bit while a while. Uh, so <laughs> So you know, after, afterwards, like I'd be like, "You're you are an incel in definition only, not in like the way you act. We have to like, like as far as what it stands for, like involuntarily celibate. Yeah, like, very, incel very is like yeah. a fucking. But I was, person. but but that I was by the <laughs> definition an incel at that time. Uh, not by not by the way I emotionally uh, uh, approached it, yeah, but definitely at six. It better than most incels. Definitely at six o'clock when the fights were over, when people were getting done getting beat up, I beat my meat. <laughs> In voluntarily, like, like fights make me horny. Okay. I'll be like, ladies and gentlemen, out of fights. Let me go fucking. Ladies and gentlemen, some pussy The title of this podcast is sometimes fights, fights make me horny. Because <laughs> guess what? I didn't think that before, but 
that's fair. There have been some wrestle fuck situations where I'm like, okay. I remember um, when 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 Max Holloway beat the fucking dog shit out of Calvin Cater. There's a few women who were like, Max Holloway's getting me fucking turned on by this right now. And like Kairos was was all like, kind of like, y'all some fucking freaks, <clears throat> nasty, like just getting turned on by violence. Like, well, what the fuck? Like, first of all, like let us have some fun. Like, you can jump a <laughs> let bit. Secondly, us have some fun. You didn't get turned on, <laughs> dude. Bro, you tell me you didn't fucking you didn't get. You a tell me you on a way leaders and make you want to. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so I'd say like 10, <laughs> ending at 10. <laughs> yeah, ending at 10 I, is perfect. Ideally, ideally 10, yeah, ending, ending at exactly at 10 o'clock, like where, you know. Like these late night, now that I work on Sundays and I have to get up at 5.45 in the morning, these late night fight cards are fucking making me seem like a non-dedicated fan. Like if, if the shit starts at 10 p.m., the main card does – Hey, there's zero percent chance I'm watching. That. <laughs> I love it live. Anyway, obviously, yeah. like zero percent chance, and like it depends. Like, and usually if I if I don't watch, it's also because I have some other stuff going on. But like, I try to. I, I like to watch as much live as possible. Like, I'll watch the prelims before I go to bed, and like just when I'm sitting there and getting settled in, the fucking main card is kicking off late at night. I'm like, uh, I can't with this. Passing the fuck out, yeah. And that makes it worse. Like if, if it had, like if it, let's say the end was inside and I knew it was ended 1030, I would like, okay, I'll set 1030. But that doesn't mean I'm going to try and watch the first fight and still stop at 1030. Like sometimes it'll be like 945. I'm like, all right, well, the last fight of the prelims ended. I'm turning this shit off. I was, I was on the East coast for the, for uh, Volkanovsky and Ortega. Um, and let me tell you, uh, let me tell you, it was, your boy was one, at the bar at 1.30 yeah, in the morning. Like, yeah. It was uh, one something. And I was like, Oh, well, who's doing this like i was i was sitting down i was yeah. like okay and then like someone I, I think i fell asleep for one of the rounds and then i woke up and then i i just i got to the the guillotine and i was like man i really should have just been standing this whole time yeah dude that was me that was me too like that's how insane that fight was that it was the only thing <clears throat> keeping me up like there were times i would nod off and then like something amazing would happen like yeah I, I never like I don't think there was a point where I like checked out like you did in terms of like went not actually off. falling asleep like, yeah. yeah actually but like I was like kind of nodding and I'm like oh shit oh this fight is good yeah like, I think at one point too I was like you have to like do the this yeah you're opening your eyes I'll be like like I'll fucking slap myself to stay awake sometimes yeah like, sometimes that's what I do during sex too sometimes I'll be like this I open my eyes a lot and I wake up like, whose pussy is this yeah wake up slap yourself slap myself yeah um dumb <laughs> like, dumb joke uh, dumb joke yeah um yours your but also why why are why you, you stopping why, why are you in the mirror and not inside me <laughs> 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 like, let's have a little pep talk beforehand yeah, yeah in front of you sometimes during <laughs> yeah not in the bathroom but in front of you i like giving yeah, myself right, a pep talk yeah. it makes yeah. me feel like i'm in command of my own emotions yeah it helps me not cry on top of you let's keep moving no, I think we need to <laughs> we explore this a little bit more. All right, Gregory. No, thank you for the fucking question, Frank Kicks and Throw Calls podcast. Um, this is from the homie Lil Turinabal Metabolite at uh, Daniel B. Hervey. Mm-hmm. And to reference the po- the tweet, because I said like you know where to send it in. He says, I don't know where to send it, so I'll ask it here. Turns out it was the right place. Mm-hmm. He said, could RDA get it? 
and I think when I when I replied to that, I hadn't seen Sandy's reply, and I, and I I meant to go, absolutely, and then I got to Sandy's poll, and I'm like, wow, RDA is a fucking ugly piece of shit. Yeah, but. <laughs> You stated earlier in the podcast that you would eat anything. You'd also fuck anything. So let's keep moving. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't pretend that I'm fucking picky about where I'll put my fucking. Wow, I'm very happy that you just said that on the podcast. I'm very happy. I cannot wait to play that back every time I see you. I'm not picky about where I'm going to put it in. I'll do some shinshi shinshi, bro. Oh wow. I can't believe you said that. I don't even that. know if that's a real thing or if that was just in that sketch. So I'll ask here, could RDA get it? Uh, could RDA get it? Probably. Probably. Especially this if is, like... But here's the thing. He wanted it because <clears throat> I'm definitely not strong enough or skilled enough to stop him. Yeah. Also, this is what I'm also going to say as well uh, on top of that. Um, the thing is, though, even with a plug... I don't think I could go the same rounds that RDA could, though. That's the thing, though. I just would yeah. be like, hey, man, we got to take a break. And he'd yeah, be like, his we're cardio not. Is and I would, I would constantly be looking at his cauliflower ear in the mirror because I couldn't look at it directly. Here's the thing, too. Like, or indirectly because yeah, I'm oh, yeah, or getting, pegged. Yeah, getting pegged. Getting pegged up, but anyway. Up. Um, RDA, as ugly as he is, and he's pretty fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like I'm ragging on him unnecessarily. If he was in the right crowd, like if he, if he, and he's married, so he doesn't, this, but if, is, if he this is going a very weird spot. <laughs> if he went to the right bar okay. or it was like, like biker chicks and shit. And like, they're like f- fucking their fight fans as well. And they see what the qualifier, they're like, Oh my God, is that the former champion of the world? Rafael dos años. And like, yeah, I used to win fights. <laughs> bro, bro, you yeah, you really sure. conf- you really confusing hookup culture. Fucking people hook up with ugly people all the goddamn time, and they don't have yeah. to be the fucking previous world champion. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, that could cause him to like punch up, like, way out of his league. Where it's like, wow, way out of his league. I like that. Yeah, but yeah, you can get it. Yeah, to answer your question, yes. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> uh, love this guy. All right, this was this one is from Pam. Wow, this is all about this fucking Twitter form is all about RDA's appearance. Absolutely. The front kicks and dog cuddles. Um, because Pam says, I'm just gonna read it as is. How RDA 37 and still have a six pack. You gotta, look. and I have the answer because he's always carrying around that fucking hog. That's how <laughs> he's fucking. He's doing t- crunches, and he's just like lifting the hog. Yeah, he's 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 carrying around that twelve pound python. You hear it go like, yep. Smacks his butt and does the crunches. As they've said, as they as uh, Jesse the Body Ventura said, uh, RDA is a sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. Sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. That guy was the governor of Montana. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, Montana, yeah. Sorry. Amazing. 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 By the way, I'm going to say something very controversial right now. Oh. If Arnold Schwarzenegger was never the governor of California, Donald Trump would have never been president. Mm, I don't think that's that wild of a take. Just saying. And, and actually, I would even go even further and say that if Jesse the Body Ventura wasn't the governor of Minnesota, 
I don't think Arnold would have run. And there we are. I mean, Ronald Reagan was an actor back in the day. That's true. I forget. Yeah, but he but also was his... Reaganomics. <laughs> Reaganomics. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. America's in a very right, strange spot. But anyway, uh, yeah. How does he still have a six pack? I mean, like I said, he's fucking carrying around that fucking hog and it's pegging me and juice <laughs> yeah. all day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> My butthole is suffering, so already I can have a six pack. Yeah, I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says that for you. <laughs> I got pegged by RDA, and I got all I got was a stupid T-shirt. My butthole is suffering, so RDA can have a six-pack, dude. Could you <laughs> imagine if that made the broadcast? Ah, uh, if you were at a UMC event and that's the shirt you wore, and RDA wasn't the on the card. So sometimes I'm like, yeah, I could be a broadcaster. Let me just send this podcast in as my resume. And then I'm like, that's absolutely a quick way to get blackballed. Not. Yeah, absolutely not. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Bro. Can you imagine how fucking gangster it would be for a fighter to like, like, let's say they're really good at wrestling. Uh-huh. And <laughs> like they made their opponent's shirts for after the fight when they win to be like i got wrestle fucked by rda let's say someone mm, so and so yeah. and all i got with is this stupid t-shirt yeah I know. <laughs> can you imagine like someone's losing that they probably throw the fucking t-shirt back and like fuck you that's fucking great be so mad um i want to say <sighs> that earlier because i for some reason started singing hot stepper here comes the hot stepper whatever that song is i was at karaoke the other day mm-hmm. I know it's not like this amazing thing or whatever, but it's funny. I had the best night of my like, well, the one, the probably the best was the one when you and I were at good the good night and like we went to Denny's right after. This is for my birthday. Oh yeah, I sang like hair. There might have been a flight of the Concord song in there. Mm -hmm. I sang Shoop. I just fucking tore it up. But I I sang, I sang fucking Funky Cold Medina by Tone Loke. Yeah. Which got the crowd like just fucking going crazy, and then came out of nowhere with "Walking in Memphis." Wow! Blew the goddamn roof off that place. I swear to God, dude, not even exaggerating. Call up the Chubby Pickle right now in Highlands. Ask if they have a roof. They're like, no. Juice fucking blew it off. By the way, uh, July fifteenth. That's going to be on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh, oh. Triple D Guy Fieri was in my town <clears throat> a few months ago. Who don't and love he filmed, I found out, yeah, good old Triple D, the cringiest, douchiest name for a show, but here we are. Um, gotta love the mayor of Flavortown. And yep. they fucking did an episode on the Chubby Pickle, which is the bar that's down the street from my house that I go to for karaoke basically every week and where I get drunk and eat fucking fried pickles, which are, I assume are going to be a feature of that. Uh, gotta be. I uh, can't wait. I've been there. It's great. You have been there. Yeah, my, my parents really like Guy Fieri and they watch a lot of his stuff. So, like, I'm, you know, when I say I've been there, they'll be like, no. And they'll be like, yeah, like, great. That's amazing. And they think I'm the biggest celebrity of all time whenever I say that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for, uh, for all the questions. Is that all the time we have? That's definitely not all the time we have, but that's definitely all the questions. Is it? Oh. No, it is. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, like we're so confident. Well, um, you can you can follow me at Leo Gh two one one three 
on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Hold on, I just threw this exchange. I like some of the. This is why it's important to have like an actual forum, right? It's like, uh, Pam's question about RDA in the six pack. Turn the ball with tap live response. Diet and exercise. <laughs> and she goes, "Shh, I just wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Let me have a good time." <laughs> yeah, and we understand that. And then you get to hear about you know. Just oh, wait, hold on. I'm fights. glad I clicked on this. One more. She replied to herself and it was hidden from me. Like I had to click into it. Oh. Um, someone retweeted it. Who the fuck? Oh. Anyway. Oh. Um, she said, you know what? I changed my question. Oh. How much longer must we watch the old guard of fighters be knocked out by the new youngins? Why must we know this pain? We we got we got a lot of it coming up. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know that <laughs> it's literally it's cyclical. There's gonna be a time when like it won't happen for a couple of years because they're like they pushed all the the old lines out, and then pretty soon some of these like people that have been there for a while but aren't past their prime yet, they're gonna get past their prime and they're gonna be end up being stepping stones or at least try to be. The UFC will try to make them stepping stones for Absolutely. these younger crop of fighters, and it's like the easiest recipe in the in the promoter's handbook. Like, it's gonna happen. It is gonna happen yeah. until the fucking cows come home. And yeah, we, it's sad that we must know this pain because well, I honestly we're all think experiencing like, it together. I like the old the old guy versus old guy matchups. Like, yeah, Jim Miller versus Cowboy Cerrone, great. It was supposed to be Cowboy versus Lozon. Great. Do that. Arlovsky versus whoever you got from the nursing home. Great. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. No, they make Arlovsky fight these young bulls. He's still doing but, pretty yeah. good. So. Oh, yeah. He's, he's no fucking slouch. Uh, he's so, yeah. uh, he's pro- problematic, but he's no slouch. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now that is be- all the questions. Andre Arlovsky is the owner of the best line ever set in MMA. Which well, is? Maybe second best, but it's one of my favorites. Um, how's taste my big peepee? <laughs> it's a good line. Because Arlovsky, I think, was dating Jenna Jameson or something. And then Jenna Jameson was was with Tim Sylvia, who uh, Arlovsky fought a couple times. And and Ariel Hawani had asked him. It was like, uh, "How do you feel that now that Tim's with Jenna James or whatever?" And Arlovsky was like, "I just have one question for Tim. How stays to my big peepee?" I love it, <laughs> dude. But the the best line in uh, all of MMA, if it's not that, this is like they're tied. Is when GSP said another thing from Ariel Show, but that that was like a sidelines interview or whatever like at an event somewhere the arlovsky one but this one was on the mma hour gsp said there are three things that excite excite me dinosaurs women and the violence of the octagon yeah i want to get i'm I'm, i don't really do because i don't like tattoos that are just quotes but i would get that tattooed somehow maybe maybe a dinosaur, a maybe across your face in yeah. an octagon. Yeah, <laughs> maybe across my face. No, uh, I'm not opposed uh, to, to face tattoos, but I am opposed to face tattoos on me. That's fair. I think we can all agree. I would. I, I can't pull off a face tattoo. I think we can all agree that you definitely could because you can do it. 
conceive, believe, achieve. Is that what you're Absolutely, saying? Absolutely. Yep. Very. Did you see that contrived little reference at the beginning? I didn't even see it because, like I said, I wasn't watching live, but I saw someone post it. Like, so what you're saying then, Bisping, is that if you, and he was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, fucking fuck you. I love it. I love that. Right. Um. Okay. You already plugged your socials, right? I like, did. Like I did. Moved yeah. on a little bit, and then I went back. Yeah. Um. You say yeah. Follow him at LeoGH two one one three on all the platforms, including Gmail. Yep. You can follow me at Aaronish Jackson. I guess plug in the personal account for no reason. Um, follow me on Snapchat. The Juicer J E W C E R. If I get random ads on Snapchat, uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. When I say random, I better know you. Like, <laughs> I better know you. Because, bro, dude, I got. You get random ads on Snapchat sometimes, and you're like, hey, how did you find me? And then within like a second, you have a DM that's like, check this link for hot girls. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Oh, man. Oh, fuck like, you. I'm going to do like, it. Yeah. It was random, but it seemed like a real person. And I guess it was. And I was like talking to this person, and they were like, I'm from Cali. I was like, oh, I lived in LA for nine years. They're like, oh, yeah, I live in downtown LA. I was like, oh, no shit. Small world. And then they just started asking me for money. Yeah. And I was like, hey, we got to shut this shit down. Yeah, they said, there's hot girls over here. And usually, like, if I don't want to do that, you know, like, you can remove friend. I, I just blocked. I was like, mm, block. Keep Why am I saying, you're not on Snapchat, are you? If not you're on and I'm not, okay, I was just say, if, I, if we're not, not friends all. on Snapchat and you have one, I'm going to be so mad right not now. Not at all, dude. I did not think, yeah, you're not Thank on you. Snapchat at all. Yeah. But yeah, follow me, the juicer, <clears throat> J-W-C-E-R. All right. I put the the in front. I was just spelling the juicer part. Um, yeah, friendly spar pod as well on all the socials. Most people probably know that. Um, Patreon. Follow me on OnlyFans. Just kidding. I mean, I'm not. No. But I, I am. Yeah, for now. Uh, yeah, patreoncom friendly sparring. All the cool kids are hanging out. Yep. And speaking I'll of patrons. Your, yep. Yeah, let's get them. Let's, let's shout them out up. right now. Pull up the list as we speak. APB, Sandy Pants, T Cross, Alex from Jersey, Fee, Dave L. I almost shouted out two people that have no no longer patrons. Um, Jimmy the Drunk, <coughs> Mixed a Man. Did I say Dave L already? You did. I'm high. Just said it. Yep, I'm high. Mixed a Man. I think I already said as well. Mm-hmm. Anonymous. That's my favorite one to shout out because only I know who it is. Leo doesn't even know. No, he won't tell me. An- anonymous. You've never asked. Yeah. I probably would. I don't no, know. No, he won't, he'll never, he won't tell me yeah. off mic or anything. I don't know. Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Shea, Dave aka Nobby Buckles, Super Manly Nick. I don't know why I emphasize Manly for some reason, but definitely Nick is Super Manly. We love Nick. David S., D. Kronz, Harry Andrew. Cakes, QAR, Dash. I don't know why Thank Dash people. got that. Dash. Thank you for supporting Dash is one us. of our new, newest patrons. Well, it is the newest, newest newest patron, but he's been for for several weeks now. So it feels like I, I should say like one of the newest. It's not like he's brand new, but uh, it's been kicking ass in the Fight Pick League. We love Dash. Shout out to Dash. Like my um, calling Drickus Duplessis a colonizer. And also remember on top of that, if it was lost in this, you know, episode for all the, the patrons that do the, that participate in the fight pick league, if you 
pick the fight of the night before the the, pre, yes. uh, the prelim start. Um, and you're correct. You get an extra 15 bonus points. Yes. I'm going to uh, type something out that's more clear. Yeah. And make sure people know. Yeah. And they're going to know. They will know. Well, Juice has got to go eat some pasta with olives, and I have to eat. I got to go get some pasta fajul. Something. It's not pasta fajul, but. But close enough. Know, so, yeah. Yeah. I think it's actually Punesca, technically, but it's mm. modified because a lot of Punesca has anchovies, which is the grossest yeah. thing ever. Even if you eat fish, like, dude, anchovies are fucking disgusting. Speaking of, well. one time I went to Pepe's Pizza in uh, Connecticut. And I'm like, Carol, I got to talk nah, to you about Pepe. Pepe. I had, and uh, they said you should get the clam pizza. <laughs> and let me tell you guys Fuck something. Fuck you. Don't. Don't get the do clam pizza it. From don't dude. get no. Just don't get the clam pizza from anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Okay. I don't care. White sauce clam. Ate it. Literally ate the ocean. You know what that reminds me of? One time I was. This is when I was like twelve. I had a friend mm-hmm. that I was uh, eating over at his house, and like you know when you're little, it's like a big thing. It's like you know the parents are involved or yep, whatever. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. 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 Absolutely. Like, are you having over for dinner? A lot um, of my social anxiety comes from those situations. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm there, and we're we're hanging out. This is like one of my best friends at the time, and we're chilling. And his mom is there, and like it's cool, but like they know uh, I was a vegetarian. Uh, like my parents raised me vegetarian, so it's never been like a question, but it's always like you have to establish it. So like they knew, and she was like, "Okay, we got family coming over on." Hilda or whatever, whoever's like they named on, make her. She's gonna bring it in a Cool Whip container. It's not Cool Whip. It's clam dip and it's friggin' nasty. Don't eat it. Like <laughs> a lot of people like, swear by swear by clam pizzas from a lot of different places, and I get it. And I does I, it still have the shell? No, of course not. No, it's it's just no, it's just like clam. You know, take it. Whenever I see like up. people with clams, I like that's yeah, like it's, a whole part of it. Yeah, it's a clam pizza though. Like what? Like oh, I don't know. People fucking put weird shit on pizza. Yeah, yeah, including shells. Because everyone they eat clams, they eat shells. Hey man, people fucking put olives in salad and don't take the pit out. Like, what am I supposed to like? Stop what I'm doing. I got this fucking pitted olive in my mouth. No, just, no honestly, so honestly, just die. Honestly, yeah, just fucking choke on it. Like, bro, I can't like get a whole fucking bite of salad, put it in my mouth, and I bite into the pit. You know how dumb that is. And when you've already bitten it, you can't fucking fish around for the fucking thing all right on the next episode of friendly sparring we discuss pasta yeah we're going to discuss the intricacies of olives in pasta yeah luckily where i'm going he's doing the research (laughs) putting in the putting in the night hours so you don't have to worry so you don't have to worry (sighs) last week we put liquid paper on the bee it It died died. (laughs) All right. Honestly, let's just recreate Step Brothers. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have thought that. I think about the line all the time Step Brothers was like, Dad, we're met. That means <laughs> yes. we like to do a few things. We like to shit with the door open, talk about pussy, go on riverboat gambling trips, make our own beef jerky. And now that's all wrecked. And now we have a podcast that has started with that and ended with that. To 